of heavy weight. Yeah, buddy. Welcome back, man. Yo, that's another wonderful episode of Get It Off Your Chest, man. It's your boy, Jay. The J-A-E, not the J-A-Y. So, um, yo, I'm, like, let me tell you how. I just got home, uh, fresh off of a flight in the shower. Um, so I felt like I just wanted to jump straight to work. Um, so... As you all have heard from my previous recordings, um, I, my mother passed. Okay, um, I laid her to rest. It was a wonderful, beautiful service. Um, but I just want to honestly give a big thank you, congratulations, or thank you, and um, thank you mainly. And some of y'all got some congratulations because some of y'all cooked some damn food. Let me tell you something, man. Oh man, some food, man. The food that y'all guys saved me up or left at the house or, you know, brought to the house. It filled me up. I did nothing for like eight days but eating shit. That was about it, eating shit, you know. Y'all fed me. Black folks don't know how to grieve, but we can't feed. I can tell you that right now. We do not know how to grieve, but we know how to feed. Okay? Um... But, you know, to everybody out there that did not bring food, okay, those that, you know, did the phone calls, that did the, um, the text messages, the messages on social media, the calls from social media, you know, um, hey, I appreciate all that, you know, all that love right there. And it was a big, it was a lot bigger than a lot of people actually realize. Okay, and I say that because everybody that I communicated with during these times of grief, they had it was like if you never met my mother, then you missed out. Okay, because she had three biological kids. But she had a shit ton of other fucking kids, you know, and we just, you know, wait, we all just, you know, we do our thing, you know, but my mom took care of them, you know, just my mom was there whenever you needed. But they get the phone calls from, you know, a lot of people that I haven't spoken to in years and they say, yo, I remember when your mom did this. I remember when your mom did that. And, you know, I remember how your mom just kept it real. You kept it 100. She didn't sugarcoat shit, you know what I mean? You hear those stories and you, you know, all those people that they have stories, they have, you know, it kind of pisses you off sometimes because they be like, they have stories about things that they did with your mom. And it's like, where the fuck was I at? And why are you hanging out with my fucking mom? You know, and like, damn, you just, just taking my mom on, you skipping school or you skipping work to hang out with my fucking mom. You know, is she that real? Whatever. But. I was getting a lot of these stories, you know, I was getting stories about, I was hearing stories from people that she grew up with, 
and they was telling me great stories. They told me the story about how she was at at um, Pizza Hut way back when, and she was drinking beer at Pizza Hut. So if I just sit there and see, first of y'all just realized I just do some age out there because I was talking about beer and Pizza Hut in the same location. So that lets you know how long ago that was. And she was drinking beer in my grandfather quarter. You know, <laughs> it was a great story, but you know, the people that showed up, you know, the people that watched the uh, service on Facebook, you know, they, she did, the other did well. Um, but I'm back, and the food that, let me go back, I'm, I, I gotta go back to that food, man, because, like I said, I did that for like eight, for eight days with eating shit. Because that's all that was there. It was so much food, man. It was like so much food that the refrigerators was full to the point where we had food sitting on the counter. And it was just like we had a buffet in the house. Oh, if you wanted a plate, if you came over, hey, you want a plate? <laughs> we don't even say hello. How you doing? Hey, you want a plate? Because there's so much food up in there, you know. And it was only just basically five of us in the house, you know. And four of us weigh over 200 pounds. And the youngest one is probably less than 50. Who, who knows how much he weighs, but it's light. But everybody else is over 250 pounds, except for me, you know. But, well, I say 220, I should say. Let's go 220. And it was a lot of food. I remember my old cut, one of my old neighbors, she had made some wings. No, no, I ain't, no she ain't made no wings. She made some wings, right? Some wings, and them hoes ain't last but about four to five minutes. And it was a good, like, good 50, 75 wings up in there. Lightly breaded, lightly coated, a little bit of salt and pepper on it. What happened? About 15, 20 minutes between four people. Knocked them whole wings out. Wings. You know, wings are good when they call them wings. They ain't, they ain't wings no more, they wings. That's how you know the wings is good. So I had some wings when I was home. And uh, I had some other types of chicken. I don't know. Like, food was just showing up at the house, man. Some of the food, it looked weird. You know, it was like potato salad with extra egg. It was like, yeah, potato salad with extra egg. You know, it looked weird, but the shit was banging, you know. It looked weird. I have eaten egg in my potato salad, but it was the extra egg that was in the potato salad. You know, she like used egg for the garnish. You know, she garnishes shit with eggs. So. But that shit was banging though. That shit was banging. I like I said, it looked weird, but it was banging. You know, then we they they served us some um some um some pancit. If you don't know what pancit is, pancit is like Filipino. It's like uh you can have. Well, the way that my aunt makes it is she has the actual pancit noodles. It's real small. It's smaller than angel hair noodles. That, and then you have it. You could have ground beef in it. I've had my mine's always going with ground. A little bit of ground beef, and you have a little uh, carrots. You have cabbage. Yo, this shit is fucking delicious. Okay, throw this a little bit of soy sauce up in there. Sprinkle a little bit up in there. Sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. You good? You well, fucking good. But the lady that made it, they, she had made some previously, but ran out of pancit noodles. And the Korean store, I mean, the Filipino store is like mad far. 
We excused her this time because she met, she got some lumpia in the way. She's making lumpia. We dropped off a couple of dollars for her to make some lumpia, and my dad's going to freeze it and send it to me. So um, we let her slide. We let her slide just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, I love Filipino food mainly because my aunt is Filipino, and honestly, I just love food. Honestly, I don't give a damn who or what nationality or race it is. Like, I'm gonna. I'm, I like food, man. As long as it's, it can look weird, but as long as it's edible, you know, it looks weird and edible. I just, it's that's okay. But if it just looks weird and disgusting, I'm probably not gonna touch it. And I've seen, okay, I've look at, I've, I've I've been in places where the food looked weird and disgusting, okay, and mainly it'd be at you know, um, how can I put it nicely? Um, there's Caucasian people and then there's white people, okay. Caucasian people don't do this shit, but it's the white people, you know, when they add you know nuts to meatloaf and shit, like we put some pecans in the meatloaf, you know. Or they would sit there and put um, put put carrots in the potato salad. You know, I don't put. You know, yeah, y'all probably gonna say raisins. Raisins in the they put raisins and walnuts in the stuffing. Who the fuck does that? Who the fuck puts walnuts and raisins in stuffing? If you're black and you do that, guess what? We've got revitiligo now because your skin tone is now changed onto me. You're changed. You're not black no more. Actually, you're black. You're black. You're black. You can be black. You can be black. You can be black and do shit like that. You just didn't have you didn't have great culture coming up. You didn't have grandma that know how can take a whole pig. And make the pig into. I never had chitlins before, but I'm pretty sure that my grandmother makes the best chitlins in the world because I seen her cook it, I seen her clean it, and I didn't know what chitlins were until I was about 25. Chitlins is fucking pig intestine, aka the shit pig. My grandmother could probably make somebody than anybody out here. I don't know. I don't eat it. I think chitlins are disgusting. Anything that smells that bad, cooking should not be consumed. You know, like shit smells pretty bad. I had to grew up. I grew up. I'm gonna discuss y'all out real quick. But um, being in the military and being put in certain situations, we had to cook shit. Okay, and that's exactly what it what I just said. Cook shit. Human feces. Okay, I've had to cook that before. I had to stir up shit, and the reason why you stir shit, it is a um health prevention aid. We have a bunch of people shitting in these little these little tubes or containers. We have to figure out what we gotta do with. We can't put that into the ground because that's contaminating contamination. There's toxins and all kind of fucked up shit in one person. So when you combine that with X of about four or five people and they're all their fucked up shit that they got going on in their body, you mix that together with everybody's shit, you, you know, you're you're breeding bio, bio, biohazard right there. So what do you do? We pour mole gas, a.k.a. unleaded fuel, or JP-8, a.k.a., you know, vehicle fuel. And we would just 
Pour a whole lot of bunch of that, that uh, JP8 on it. Light it on fire. Stand there with our protective mask on, a.k.a. pro mask, a.k.a. gas mask. And a metal rod. And some gloves. You may prefer, I, I always went out there in my chemical suit. My NBC kit, but chemical suit, meaning your non, yeah, nuclear, biological, and chemical warfare boot suit. Um, I'll just go out there and you start shit because if you use your uniform, you know, your uniform is pretty much done. You're not washing that out. You know, OxyClean can't get that shit out. Trust me. And you just put your chemical suit on and hang that bitch up outside. Fuck it. And stirring shit has a smell. And we don't eat shit. We don't eat the ashes of, of, of shit after we cook it. So when a pig intestines is being cooked, it smells like shit. You know, so I feel like it smells like shit. Why am I, why would I eat that? So people love it. People love my grandma's chitlins, but I'm not going to eat it. But, you know, the people that have bought food over, you know, I, I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, you know what I was saying. Um... White people and Caucasians, you know, I feel like there's two different races. Yeah, same race or different race. Whites and Caucasians. Caucasians don't do this shit. The white people, they're the ones that will put weird ass food together that don't go together. You know, like oysters and stuffing. I feel like oysters and stuffing don't even belong in the same. It doesn't even belong in the same grocery basket, to be honest with you. That's how they don't they don't even belong together. Like so they'll put things like that together. You know, but I had a lot of great food. Macaroni and cheese, man. Yo, you ever had macaroni and cheese with cubes of ham in it? That is fucking delicious. Fucking delicious. Macaroni and cheese with little small cubes of ham. I gotta try that. If you've never tried that before, try that. It's different. It's different. It's pretty good. Um, I love the collard greens. Whoever had them, whoever made them collard greens. Somebody made collard greens, yo. And them just didn't last long. I, I think them collard greens would stay with still hot. Do a little bit of hot sauce, a little bit of salt on it, and them things just <laughs> slop them holes up. Collard greens. Uh, there was somebody that made some green beans. There was three different tubes, of, three different containers of green beans. I think one thing of green beans had uh, potatoes in it. Another one that had potatoes and onions in it, and another one just had green beans without it. With just that was just uh, green beans and sauce, in like the in the brine or whatever. I didn't touch those. I didn't touch those. I'm a firm believer in if you're cooking green beans, you put shit in it. You know, like uh, ham hocks, uh, oxtails, uh, neck bones, uh, fat back. So it was Southern boy. So if you if you from the South and you understood everything I just said right there, you know the neck uh, neck bones, ham hocks, the uh, oxtails, the both pigtails. I'm sorry, the neck bones, fat back. Yeah, but that's uh, I think that's a different language. Uh, throw that up in your collard greens and in your green beans. It's different, different tastes, you know. And then you throw, you know, your green beans, potatoes. You know, I feel like that, you know, it tastes a lot better. 
and it seasons up your potatoes. You know, if you have the ham hock or whatever in your green beans, if you throw some potatoes in it, red potatoes. You can't throw no other potatoes in there. Red. Red potatoes, for some reason, it's like the best potatoes. But throw those up in there and let that cook up. And you got potatoes, collard greens, or green beans. And like a, kind of like a little soup brine for them. You know, add a little bit of rice to it. At the bottom of it, you, you good. You know, got a little porridge. I call it porridge. Call it a little bit of porridge. You know, a little bit of that, that little brine that you have from the green bean. Or that collard green whatever. You good, man. Some crackers. Some saltine crackers. <laughs> I'm just sitting there talking about a whole meal. If you're from, you from like North Carolina, you already know what I'm talking about. North Carolina, Virginia, you already know what I'm talking about. We thought we get you a bowl of some rice and some collard greens, a little bit of ham hock or potato, cornbread or some sliced bread. Put some uh, hot sauce on it. That's a whole. Thing. That's a whole goddamn going meal. That's what we got up there. We be doing it though, man. You know, and everybody that you know the food, man. Even even at the uh, repash, you know, look, cabbage, yo niggas, man, niggas. I fuck that shit. It ain't even about black people. It's just right now you you nigga, cause you know food is good when you bite into it. You just like nigga. I mean, you don't even you just nigga. <laughs> It's a, I think that, that that's a different expression. That's a whole different expression, to be honest with you. Whole different expression. When you get that blunt and a bit per, and, and you hit it one time, like mm, that bit rolled perfectly, nigga. When you see a, a, a little a little a little sweet little thing that just walk past and you with your homeboy, you hit him, nigga. <laughs> So when you get some good ass food in your mouth, the first thing you say, nigga. <laughs> I don't even think nigga is really, you know, I think it's an expression. Nigga is an expression. The way you say it is, if you say it long winded, it's an expression. It's an expression of whatever. It was great. I like food, man. As y'all haven't realized, I love it. Oh man. Oh man, the food, the experience, the atmosphere. I mean, I mean, I had homeboys that was still in the area that hooked, they hit me up. We hung out, and we and and when you with your homeboys or people that you actually legit grew up with, like. I let my homeboy cut my hair. Okay, I'm real picky with my hair cutting. We'll cuss it, but I let him cut my hair. Okay, and this is a memory that I have of him. This man is 35, 36 years old right now. He was cutting my hair when he was 14. I was his first. I was his first clone. His first, first client. He was cutting my hair outside of. 165Q Brown Boulevard and we were sitting on this here green AC unit 
So not only was we sitting outside, we was in the sun, and he was cutting me up, line, giving me a lineup, and then clean. Now don't get me wrong, he's a lot better than he was. He is now than he was when he was 14, but he still cutting hair. He cut my up, and it was just like, it meant something. It meant more to me. My mother passed. My nigga that I was, I've known since he was eight years old. You know, eight, nine years old, and now he's cutting my hair. At, you know, me being 39, I'm 36. I take that back. I wasn't, I was uh, 14 when I got down here. He was uh, 12, 11, 11 years old. And, you know, he cut my hair, and here we are now. Sitting there smoking weed, drinking, cooking out, you know, talking shit, cursing. All those years, and we still together. You know, we, we don't communicate as much as we should, but I feel like that's what makes us a lot different and a lot, um, a lot better when we meet each other in person and we, we, can, we can talk about more than just the normal what we was talking about over the phone you know and the whole time there that experience with those that I met in my neighborhood and those that I met when I was in school you know there's two different life experiences in both uh, scenarios, you know, the ones that you grew up with in your neighborhood and the ones you grew up with in school is two different things. It's two different types of memories, you know, and when you got those memories together, no matter what you experiencing at that time is going to be a it's going to be a, a it's going to hurt you it, it, it's going to make you feel better to hear those experiences those things that you did because it's things that you forgot that you did there's so many things that when I was sitting there with two of my niggas my nigga two of my niggas that we were sitting there telling stories back and forth and it's like damn I forgot I fucking did that you know, when you can sit down with someone and then they can tell you something that you did that you forgot you did, but they remembered because it was some wild ass, crazy ass shit. No, oh, those are your niggas. Not everybody got those. When you can sit there and have stories, you can reflect on the past and look at where you're at now. Look where you're at now. Not many people have those people that they are still in contact with. Like, my homeboy, the one that cut my hair, I met him when he was 12. The other, my other nigga, I met him eighth grade, Miss Brown's class. I sat there behind, in front of the uh, radiator because in North Carolina, the radiator was where you wanted to sit at in school. Right there on top of that radiator, right there for the teacher's desk, he sat right in front of me. And we just clicked ever since then. So we've been to school together, we've worked together, and then had a, had a summer high school job together, we played high school ball together, you name it, whatever. Day one. 
first nigga I, I think first nigga I met in school. So when you got those two together, it's just like those types of memories. You can't get that because I can tell you right now, not many people can sit there and tell you that they have mem- they can call up a person that they went to middle school with, that they're still in contact with today. You know, not many people people can sit there and say, "Yo, I remember this nigga when I was when I was four, 13, 14 years old, and somebody else was third was like what eight, nine years old, and they're still in contact with him." You know, there's not many people out there that can say that. You know, and everybody needs to reevaluate who their real day one is. Everybody's day one is different. What's your real day one? When day one what? Day one of what? Because so day one when I moved to fucking North Carolina, I got in this neighborhood, got in this complex. That's who I met. We started hanging out. Oh, I get to this high to this middle school. I'm talking to him. That's what we met. It's different. It's real different day one. Real different. But I enjoyed being back home. I enjoyed that shit so fucking much. I've seen times have changed. Things that was once there is no longer there. Places where things were has been relocated to somewhere else. And I'm okay with that. I am totally okay with it because nothing should ever stay the same. Over time, things do need to change. And if you don't change, you're gonna get too comfortable in life. And that's something that you should never ever do is become too comfortable in life. Y'all always gotta change. Always got to. But man, yo, I'm back. Your boy is back. I'm about to start up season two pretty soon. Season two is going to be filled with a hell of a lot more antics, a hell of a lot more phone calls, a hell of a lot more conversations. All I told you, man, if you ready to jump on Convo, you want to jump on some shit, get it off your chest, man. Hey. Jump on it. We can do it. I don't give a shit. You shouldn't either. You never know what people are going through. You know you got to be going through some shit. We can talk about what's going on right now in the goddamn world. Is COVID still real or is um, World War Three finna happen? I'm glad I got the motherfucking military. I just got back. I'm finna enjoy myself. Hey. It's your boy, the J-A-E, the J-A-E, never the J-A-Y. Yo, enjoy yourself, enjoy life. You never know if when you're going to ever wake up or not wake up, all right? If they're here, love them while they're here, because when they're gone, they're going to want you, going to wish you had the opportunity to say good motherfucking bye. I love everybody out there, yo. Stay the fuck up. You know what I'm going to do. Like that shit.